this episode of 51 Vets, we're going to do a case study on a successfully transitioned veteran. All right, let's go straight into the intros. Britt, can you give the background on Backbone? And then Owen, over to you. Yes. Hi, my name is Britt Terrell. I founded Backbone Capital Advisors uh, almost 10 years ago in 2011. We are a capital raising advisory shop arranging senior debt, junior debt, equity to help finance acquisitions, restructure businesses. So a little boutique investment bank, capital advisory shop. Awesome. Owen? Hey, I'm Owen Hughes. I'm an associate in technology group at Harris Williams. Um, prior to that, I was in the Navy. I was a SEAL for about eight years. Um, on the back end of my active duty, I got my MBA and had the opportunity to work with Brit for about a year as I was transitioning out. Um, about six months of that was full-time through the DOD Skillbridge internship program. Learned a ton about lower middle market finance and modeling and um, everything that I did not know while I was running Gun as a SEAL. Um, and it helped set me up to get into the middle market investment banking world. There we go. And Tyler? Yeah. Hey, uh, Tyler Van Horn. I'm right at the at 20 years in uh, my Army career. been an forces officer for the majority of it. I'm working in a Skillbridge internship right now myself, doing uh, operations management for a small startup up in the Northern Virginia area, learning a ton about how that works and how some of the military experiences translate sometimes well, and sometimes there's a whole lot to learn to go along with it. So I look forward to learning along with everybody today. Cool. So uh, Britt, I think it was back in 2018 when uh, we connected you with Owen, and I thought it might be interesting, actually, Owen, if you could just kind of walk through the chronology from a high level about kind of the beginning when you met Britt through the course of the internship, the skill bridge, and just kind of how events unfolded to where you're at now getting the job at Harris Williams. Yeah, definitely. I think in the beginning, like neither of us really knew where the introduction was going to lead to. Um, I think you had set Britt and I up on a phone call for a potential one-on-one -on -one mentorship um, program. And um, we started talking. I was still in the exploratory phase with really wanted, what I wanted to do after the military. I just started my MBA, kind of knew I wanted to go down the finance route, but didn't know, you know, all that entailed and what opportunities were there. So when Britt and I first started talking, we really started from the beginning and Britt explained like, what is EBITDA, you know, and really basic concepts like that, um, which was super helpful. I didn't know really what I, what I didn't know at that point. Um, so in the beginning, we, um, we typically would kind of review an older deal sim and a model and whatever other materials. And, you know, we kind of give those to me, I'd digest them, come back in a week or two and ask all the questions and get sort of the color on the deal. So that was a good way of kind of like learning about how these processes unfold. Um, and then through that probably, had you know half a dozen a dozen of those conversations and then you know after a while it was like hey like let's you know if i can come out as an intern and you know lend some leverage to you in any way possible that'd be great um so started kind of doing some ad hoc deal work research putting together slides like typically stuff that like an analyst would do um and so that was good kind of getting some live experience and then you know as i got closer to the transition point and finishing my mba um, I had an opportunity to take advantage of the DOD Skillbridge uh, internship program, which is essentially, like, for lack of a better word, a work release program um, where you go out and get an internship for six months um, at the end of your active duty contract. And basically, you report to work. You don't have any military reporting responsibilities. Um, you know, you're still paid by the military and you're kind of just like learning a new, learning a new trade, essentially. 
Um, so during that period, it was great. Um, worked alongside um, Britt on a deal for an independent sponsor, trying to raise some capital for an acquisition he was trying to make. So super relevant to what I was trying to do. Um, and then sort of throughout that entire 12 to 18 month time frame, uh, Britt was making introductions for me. Um, you know, we, I knew I wanted to get back to Boston. So I was kind of focusing my efforts uh, back that way. But in the beginning, you know, much broader aperture. We went to a couple of conferences together. Um, you know, I was able to sit in on some of Bert's one-on-one sessions. Um, and that was great. Just like getting a chance to get my story out there, um, refine it. Obviously in the beginning, I didn't know how to really properly frame like an elevator pitch or what I wanted to do and translate some of my experiences. So it was just like going through those 50, 100, 150, like coffee chats, phone calls. Um, so the time I was like having these real shots on goal with interviews, like it was really refined by then. So it's definitely a learning process. Like started started early um which is good but i would totally recommend that to any guys that are looking to go down this route it takes a long time to kind of make the switch i i think it's important for people to know for employers to know about the Skillbridge program and also the socom care coalition this is you know in, this is our tax dollars at work basically to help transitioning veterans work with employers and um, it's also a great way to de-risk the transitioning veteran to come into your business um, because they're getting paid to work for you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, you know, Brett, from your perspective in the in the beginning, what, what were you guys doing? And and also, was it really started from like square one of like <laughs> EBITDA yeah. or like, wait, how many financial statements are there? <laughs> so look, exactly. it, it all started from my perspective, Jordan, when you asked if I would be a mentor and I said yes, because look, I didn't go through the military route. And I think of, you know, the people coming out from the Army Ranger programs and the Navy SEAL programs, et cetera, the commitment they've made. And I just felt like this is something I can do to help. And, and I learned later, I wasn't quite sure, but there really is a significantly difficult um, transition from military to the business world and the civilian world, something I just really had blinders about. But it's more about they're so committed to their prior career in SEALs and the Army, and all their network is military-oriented. And then they pop out into the business world, and they just, for the most part, don't know anybody. And for us people that you know went to college and then went on our various career paths, we've been building our network in the business world since whenever, we were 22. So they pop out when they're 30 or whatever age, and they're starting at square one. So if we can help out not only in the tactical and technical skills, but also in introducing and meeting people, kind of both categories need to be addressed. So if I could be helpful, I'm happy to be. And so when you guys were starting, was it literally like, hey, Owen, here's a sample teaser read it. Here's a sim, read it. Here's a financial model, learn and ask questions. Uh, the answer is yes. So I, I, I don't have a formal internship training program, right? Backbone Capital is a boutique firm. So I just said, let's do this. So one-on-one, -on -one, yes, I sent them a, a sim that, that I built. So instead of a separate investment bankers group on a sell side, we, we worked on a deal that we actually built and we built a model. So just here's a deal, read it, and we'll walk you through it next week. And then here's a model, 
digest the model. And of course, these are operating models that not only have the summary three spreadsheet sheets, but all the underlying assumptions and capital structure and financial covenants and such. So it takes time to walk through all that. So. Well, I think that one of the key points here is your mentality about let's just do this. I don't have to have something formal, just throw them in. Someone who is a proven high performer in their previous background, you put them in and they're going to succeed. Right. Um, and I also think that you're also quite representative of the M&A community, which is boutique, which might not necessarily have a formal structured program, which is even better for people who are transitioning. It's like, listen, just put me in, I'll figure it out. Right, that's exactly right. Look. I don't know what they've gone through in the last 10 years, but for sure, it's way more intense than anything I've done, right? And so just exactly that. Whatever it is, they'll figure it out. They have the endurance. They have the strength. They have the wherewithal. They've been running intense missions. They've been planning. They've been strategizing. These are smart people. So they just need to learn a new set of skills. And Let's talk about Las Vegas. Owen? <laughs> yeah, so I, I assume you're referring to the TMA conference that Britt and I went to. Yes. Um, sort of close to my transition point. Yeah, that was that was awesome. That was one one where, as I mentioned, kind of like all the one-on-one -on -one meetings that are occurring, like had a chance to really get in there. And I think I walked away with like 35 business cards of like real solid connections, um, followed up with all of them. Um, from there, kind of worked those leads back to all the leads in the Boston area and pretty much had a shot on goal with like every investment bank in Boston, plus some other, you know, credit funds and different things too. So um, really it was just an incredible opportunity. A lot of fun. We went to Top Golf, uh, you know, shot some golf balls, drank some beers, met some interesting people. Before the world shut down, like right now, it may be tougher for folks like in the virtual world to at least have that kind of opportunity to get face to face with folks. But it seems like, I mean, I sit on video like all day now in, in video teleconferences. So, um, you know, everybody's dealing with it. Everybody's in the same, in the same seat. So. And that was a, that was a, that was an interesting conference. Basically I just said, you know, uh, uh, Owen, you're my wingman. So, you, you know, we had structured like 10 meetings that day. And then of course, you know, happy hours in the evenings and then at dinner, yeah. et cetera. And so, it was really just, he, he, he lived it with me, et cetera. There, there's one particular moment that was quite fun. I, I realized this is like at 10 o'clock at night and there's a nice bar situation. And I'm talking one one guy over here and I realized this whole crowd has no interest in me whatsoever. And there's, there's Owen with a scotch in one hand, a cigar in the other hand, and like seven guys around him. And he's just telling true war stories and all eyes were on him. They were completely engrossed with him. And I look over, I'm like, oh man, I got nothing to compete with that. So, <laughs> Well, I think that's that another good, that brings up a point, which is, you know, once people have successfully transitioned out and they're in like a boutique firm, their ability to be in a management meeting, their ability to work with clients across the table and just have more credibility and more gravitas because of the experience that Owen has had, that Tyler has had. Um, yeah. So the technical things that need to be bridged can be, it ain't rocket science. Um, what is difficult is, is, is credibility, is reputation and character um, to build and work ethic. Um, can you talk a little bit, Owen, about how that, how did you get your job at Harris Williams? Can you kind of walk into that process? 
um, and maybe even how the internship kind of set you up for that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, as I mentioned, like a big catalyst was that one conference meeting a lot of folks and then, you know, just got a lot of meetings coming out of that. Um, and like coming out of business school, like into investment banking is obviously a very structured, rigid program where, you know, people do the summer internship for eight weeks at like a name brand firm and typically go back to that firm with a return offer. So you have this like dynamic where guys like us in sort of like one-off situations, you know, you're, you don't get the, the shots on goal of like HR that you, that you would if you were kind of in one of those programs with access to on-campus recruiting. So I kind of did it the scrappy way and just was reaching out to folks and staying in front of them and hoping timing worked out. And I was like fall of 19 or fall of 18, I was getting out um, in the summer of 19. So I started freaking out once, you know, campus recruiting like timeline sort of passed and I was into the sort of off cycle zone. Um, and I realized that, you know, like, once you're into that zone, like people aren't going to hire you like six months out or whatever it is. Like you got to be kind of within like a two or three month window of starting. So um, I started to see a lot of traction, like just kept following up, kept networking, um, kept building the pipeline and, um, you know, wound up getting a bunch of opportunities in Boston stacked on top of each other. Wound up getting an offer from a boutique and had a bunch of other interviews that were sort of in process. And I sort of called up a couple of them. And I was like, Hey, I got this offer. I got to respond to in two weeks. And, um, you know, I kind of want to see this through as well. So they sort of pushed up my interview timeline. I came out to Boston, I think did like four super days in a week, back to back to back. Um, and uh, so the Harris Williams opportunity, um, my resume got passed to uh, Jeff Bistrong. I think he was on his way out, like retiring yeah. out of the fir- the uh, group that he founded. We uh, just did so a fire yeah. transition vets like two weeks ago. He's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. So so he passed my resume on to HR, uh, the lateral recruiter gave me a call. We talked, it went well. And, um, you know, it kind of, I kind of got entered in the system that way. But, uh, as far as the internship and how that set me up, um, you know, as I was kind of talking about like the, the rigid structure, like entering in an investment banking associate program, like I didn't really have like a name brand, you know, internship on my resume. I didn't, do an internship at Harris Williams, like in the summer between my MBA. So I think what really gave me credibility was talking about some of the deals I worked on, um, you know, and demonstrating that I had some good experience and, and know-how versus, you know, I did eight weeks at like the Goldman Sachs veteran program. Like there's definitely a huge validity to that, but there's also validity to, you know, just proving out like the skills that you have and like crushing the case studies and modeling tests and interviews and and that stuff really comes out and like with experience with kind of telling your story and interviewing like that's how I realized some of the anecdotes that I would tell that were kind of directly relatable to like some interview questions that you get like guys like us aren't going to get the question like what do you like how do you perform under pressure like what have you seen in a difficult situation at work how'd you handle it like if you're able to tell an anecdote of something that happened overseas that's you know don't tell a grotesque war story but just something that illustrates the point that like, Hey, like these special operations units are pretty entrepreneurial. Like we're out here doing our job, like trying to make sense of these missions with what assets we have and really kind of maximizing the leverage that we have and, you know, doing AARs and like always improving ourselves and um, that type of thing. So um, again, just a ton of, a ton of experience, like a ton of probably awkward phone calls and and meetings, but like, it's all part of the process. I think most people get that, that I talk to like people are, 
out there. There's a lot of folks like Britt who just are, you know, very receptive to helping vets and are super appreciative of folks' service. Um, and so those are the type of people and opportunities that um, we'll have success with. I mean, I think if someone fundamentally, if like someone or a company doesn't get the, um, you know, the transferable skills that you can bring, then it's tough to convince them. Um, but if they kind of have some receptivity to it up front, then, um, you know, that's a good opportunity. That's awesome. And Britt, what do you think are some of the key messages that you would have for the others in the M&A market on how to think about taking on interns and, and just getting them over the hump? Because I think there's the knowledge uh, or there's the gap of, okay, cool, I want to help, but I don't know how. Right. Um, so what are your suggestions on how people can help any kind of uh, maybe hesitations or reluctance and how we can kind of address those? I think the question is easily answerable is, are there skills transferable? I would say yes. And I could develop many reasons of all their tactical skills and planning and training and execution and commitment to the cause and being creative when things don't go right. And always things don't go right. So what's plan B, what's your alternative plan? They already have an amazing amount of experience in that versus when I was 22, 22 years old coming out of college, right? So they, they sort of have that box checked, but if you don't already get that and you have to be convinced of that and you're skeptical of that, you're, maybe you're not the right employer for this skill set. But for the most part, I would think people could get that pretty easily. Yeah. Then they just have to learn the technical skills of understanding businesses, being able to financially model well. I recommended to Owen that he take a specific course to bring his skills, which were good, to bring them to great. And then therefore he could crush the modeling test when he went for his interview. Like have well, that how just many, be um, how many interviews, I mean, how many um, financial models would you recommend kind of doing a week or for people who are like, all right, cool, I'll do it. What do I need to do? You know, for example, then go take training the street, but what's the rhythm? How many reps in the gym? Yeah. Owen probably reviewed five or six of backbone deal models preliminarily. Then on probably two deals together, he worked with me on models. And then, um, then he took the, the street or wall street, or I forget which training program he did. Um, so that's that technical skill part. But then, you know, like your question was advice to other groups. So you, you have to be willing to, to, to give, right. To, to help out. Like throughout my life, I've been the beneficiary of others that preceded me to give and help me out. Now it's my turn to help out the next generation. So hopefully you have a little bit of philanthropic mentality to you to do something like this. So it takes time and I'm willing to put in the time. Um, and then, you know, lastly, the experience of walking through deals and, and, the, and the practical analysis and the practical pitch and the practical kind of solutions to capital raising, which is what I do or whatever it is that that investment bank does, um, they learn and they build their confidence. And then when they're in interviews and other internships and meetings, and even just, you know, at a lunch, just keeping the dialogue going that you know what you're talking about. And look, most people that have been through the SEALs, I would assume have a certain amount of personal self-confidence, yeah. but you know, maybe they're lacking that in the financial capacity, 
So then you, need, you just need to build the skill set to bring that whole package to a dialogue and a discussion. Awesome. So I want to kind of uh, bring this home. Can we kind of summarize what are your top three to five takeaways for uh, vets who are transitioning, uh, particularly within investment banking? Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd say number one, by and large, is to find a mentor who's even close to as willing as Britt to kind of like take the time to take you under their wing and really explain, um, you know, the deals beyond like what you'll get in sort of like a packaged Wall Street prep, you know, model. Um, there's just a ton of like color, you know, to these deals and like what has happened and the kind of the story behind it. So like learning those types of things is huge, um, you know, and, and Britt mentioned it like the technical skills, like you just have to take the time to build those, the modeling and whatever else, like whatever you're going into, there's going to be a different flavor of that. Um, and then, you know, the third one's kind of like tied into the mentorship. It's sort of building your mental Rolodex of different situations and you, that you've seen, like whether it's capital raising or M&A or, you know, whatever else, like it's the same thing. I remember going through SEAL training and you get to your team and you kind of know how to like clear a room and shoot your gun and do certain basic functions, but you don't really know like the big picture yet. Then you kind of go through a deployment and you see like how some of these things are implemented and you kind of like remember certain situations and how things were handled by senior guys. And then you keep doing that down the line. And all of a sudden, you know, after a few different reps here, you know, you can kind of go off on your own and kind of lead a team or plan a mission or whatever it is. So like it's the same way coming up in finance or any industry, I imagine where, like you have to kind of go through, like watch how people react to certain things and, you know, eventually you'll be able to kind of go off on your own and, and handle situations. Um, so an internship is like a perfect forum to, to learn that. Um, so I think those are sort of the top three. Um, the timing aspect is tough for guys getting out. Um, you know, an ideal situation is probably if you want to go down this path, get out, go to a good MBA program full-time for two years, take advantage of the on-campus recruiting, do the internship. Um, if you go kind of the off-cycle bespoke path like I did, there's still opportunities out there, but you need to kind of just charge ahead and be self-motivated, you know, keep the keep the networking up. And I talk to guys a lot now that we're in, you know, we're in my shoes two years ago or three years ago. And, you know, my message is oftentimes guys get discouraged because it's like they're doing 50 calls, 100 calls and like not getting traction, but you never know what's going to come home to roost. Um, you know, and for me, it was like everything hit at once, like my last few months and like living in San Diego, planning on moving back to Boston. My wife was like seven months pregnant, I think, or six months pregnant with our second kid as we were, as I was going through these interviews and trying to land a job. Like, and so a lot of stress and pressure, but I knew everything would work out. I kept the faith and kept going down the path that I kind of like laid out and it made sense the entire time. It just, you know, it was not a foregone conclusion, but, um, you kind of lay it out and you have mentors and kind of like advisors so you can bounce stuff off and, um, you know, yeah. I think one of the, takeaways, I think one of the key takeaways in observing this successful case study is that you found a mentor in the network you wanted to develop and someone who is willing to spend a lot of time with you. And so rather than going, you know, uh, an inch deep and a mile wide in all these different industries, like find one that you generally want to be in, find your super connectors and your super mentors and just go super deep into that because they're going to connect you with a ton of people, 
So, you know, quit wasting as much time doing all these different cold things that just really develop rich relationships within a smaller set. And then things will naturally unfold. Um, well, guys, this has been absolutely awesome. And Owen, it is super cool to see that two years later, just where you ended up now and, and just to see this path. And, you know, this is a hallmark of a successful transition. Guys, this is awesome. Thanks so much for the time. All right. Thank you. See ya. Take care.